What is up, everyone? It is time for the Reader Copy Podcast for Wednesday, March 29th. I knew that. Uh, my name is Chris. I am joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, popping us on when you're in your morning jog, when you're in the car driving to work. Maybe you're in the office right now and you uh, can't hold back your laughs because of uh, how entertaining we are, right? Is that, is that what's going on right now? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know how you're always teasing me? Yeah. Because I play fantasy sports. Yes. Like Thunderbolts and... <laughs> right. It's, we're doing Dungeons and Dragons today. Right. Fantasy sports. So, um... I, Orcs. I played, um... Last time, I'm just gonna counter your arguments. Okay, what what is what are my arguments? First off, um, you tell me like it's silly to root for like grown men. Like I'm rooting for more or less the jerseys, not the players. I guess so. What do you like? Because like I, I, I have like a team, right? I'm yeah, a fan yeah. of the team, but the players circling in out every year, and I don't follow the players. I follow the team, so I'm rooting for the team, right? So it's almost like I'm rooting for the just the the colors yeah i guess so like i mean you have two different ways of rooting for it right with your fantasy and your regular team you're rooting for right the warriors or whatever is that what they are all right that i've heard of so that's that's a class in dungeons and dragons (laughs) (laughs) um so i i follow like a lot of sports Mm -hmm. and uh you know i'm a fan of the teams of the local local teams but fantasy sports fantasy football fantasy basketball um, they allow you to become fans of players that not uh, are not on your local team. I do like that idea. Team. Yeah. So um, it's just another way to get um, enthralled in the entertainment of sports and sportsmanship. Right. Yeah. Right? I don't know why you don't like sportsmanship. It's yeah. such, you're just, I don't get you sometimes. I'm such a bad sportsman. Yeah. <laughs> when I lose, mm-hmm. I throw a temper tantrum. It's about competition. That, that's what I'm against is the good sportsmanship. <laughs> I want to see more fights after the game my point getting to the long way about it is um fantasy sports you don't like it you make fun of me for it uh i've won money from it oh really <laughs> i've i know this what recently or what so like the last time i played fantasy football champion really wow right. congrats golf and, club. <laughs> uh, now this season well the the past current season i did not play fantasy football and i focused on basketball right because when you kind of like fantasy basketball when you dominate a field you get bored of that so you need to conquer another realm a sport you'd say <laughs> Okay. That's crazy. You're like one of these superstars that play two sports at the same time. It's just fantasy, though. Yeah. Me, Deion Sanders. What's the difference? Right. Was Bo Jackson? Yep. You're in there. You're in the pantheon of those guys. Chris knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, currently now is the fantasy basketball championship. This this is the last week of it. Oh. And I'm in the finals. What is the fantasy? Fantasy basketball. Fa- fantasy finals? Okay. So like the championship, the two last teams will see who wins. Oh, is it, you really, there's two of you left? Is that how it is? Yeah. Or? Oh, wow. Congrats. And um, talk about fantasy. Like you said, there's warriors in basketball. There are wizards. There are mavericks. I don't know what else fantasy related. Celtics, I guess is kind Kind of, kinda, yeah. Right. Isn't not, there just not like so the, much the dwarves? Magic? There's not enough dwarves in basketball. Well, I think there's a height requirement <laughs> right. to, to join. Was it, was it a Bugsy? Is he? Does he count? Huh? The the really short uh, guy that can dunk. What's his name? Is it, oh, there's a name. Right. Sounding stupid right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
school me on Muggsy Bugs. I want the like the lore. That's what I want. Of oh, all really? there's a lot. Basketball has lore. There's you just want lore. They don't explain it in the before the. There's no pre prologue before the the whole thing. The best part about basketball, the NBA, is not even the games. I, I want to see the previously in the NBA. You know, right. when they start each episode. That's what I want. <laughs> You're talking trade deadlines and former teammates and sacrifices. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, I gotta say, like my favorite part is when they like walk out of the tunnel and they're like yeah. dressed up in cool clothes. That's what I like. Oh, so not even their uniforms, no. like the clothes they wore to the, the game. The high fashion people. That's the that's the entertaining part. Right. And when like the people on ESPN are clowning them because they don't get it because they're old people. Okay, ESPN. ESPN is a, has become like the TMZ of sports. Like even though TMZ has a sports branch, yeah. it's become like not even about the game anymore. I mean, which it's, I love. <laughs> It's sort of like the tallest people in the world wearing suits is the funniest thing. They just look ridiculous. They look like like action figures, the way they look like. I mean, yeah, they're superhumans. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm in the championship right now. And um, me and the other person have agreed, no matter what, we'll just split the pot. Oh, so... so- we're playing for the trophy, which I like better anyway. You're colluding, is what you're saying. You're, no. It, this is like, if this was the real NBA, when there's two teams, like, we're going to split the pot. They don't have a pot. <laughs> we'll split the trophy. You get no, this only one get team the- gets the trophy. I know, I know. And I want the trophy, but I also want guaranteed money. Okay. So. You, should, you guys should gamble in your own league. Who's going to win? That's more entertaining, like real money. What? That's what we're doing. Yeah, like like people who lost already, they can buy in more. Like, I, I'm betting Chris is going to win this one. I bet Chris is going to lose by, by this many They have points. that stuff. They do? Well, they have it in fantasy football. It's called League Pick'em. You would not know any of this, so you're sounding stupid right now. Oh, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just want to rub it in your face that uh, I don't do this just for fun. You don't do for sport either. You do it for, for the money. It's for a financial money. benefit to me. Mistake. Wow. Yeah, so uh, suck on that. You're a professional fantasy, not athlete, but professional player. You can say athlete. Yeah, you, can I say that? Okay. <laughs> you can say athlete. Fantasy athlete. Actually, what it is in, in fantasy sports is the players are um, the GMs, the general managers. You're Brad Pitt. Right. I moneyballed. I literally moneyballed this thing because I didn't look at player names. I look at player stats. That's what you should be doing. That anyway. sounds like, okay, then uh, we really need to get to the root of it is who's right. your Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill is the Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill put together. Yeah, right. <laughs> if anything, I'm a little bit more Jonah Hill. Am I the am I the daughter that's weighing you down? <laughs> so you, I don't want you to live your dreams. <laughs> is that what it is? Move over here, you know. You're the in, in the you know, there's like the scouts that are old and they just don't want to yeah. change their ways. Right. I think there was one scout in that movie that's like he's got an ugly girlfriend, so he can't yeah. he can't <laughs> bad for crap. Like what kind of logic is that? He has no confidence. He has no confidence. <laughs> Well, on the note of like sports, I wanted to ask you, uh, if you had to, if you just had to like be a professional athlete somehow, what mm-hmm. sport would you pick? Like what would be the sport you can get to a professional athlete the fastest? Well, well you're saying like me, my this is my body right yeah, now. Yeah, you as yourself. And my goal is just to get into any professional sport right now. Quote unquote athlete, though I'm a professional. Professional. I, I mean, I obviously I can't compete in like the main ones. Yeah, no I'm basketball. Not, yeah, I'm not no doing football. that. Uh, well, does it matter what country? I guess it doesn't matter what country. I probably still couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't join J. Cole in Africa. They're still better than... Do you think you could dunk there? Why? Is is there... Because their hoops are are metric. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So it's a little... It's a lower amount. Right. Okay. (laughs) 
Uh, you'd have to pick the light on the side ones, right? Like the Olympic ones, you'd like. You think these I, are not well, even Olympic, real sports. Olympic is not professional. Yeah, but I mean, like the sports that like they when they play, like this is a sport. Who ever knew this was a sport? Like, like, like skiing and with a gun, like those sports. I don't think I could do that either. Harpooning a, a fish, like those. Maybe I could do that. Is there something you could? You think you have a real legitimate shot? Luge, because it's just really? you're just going. I don't think you don't. How I see it, it's just it's all luck. You're just going down. Also, I don't think that's professional. It's not. There's no professional at all. I no, guess, like, I guess you don't get paid sense. to do it. I don't think. Uh, archery is that professional? I think I think that's actually professional, but that's okay. like not not our country. Maybe you could do it. Yeah. All right. I'm quitting the podcast. I don't think you are that accurate though. Accurate? Yeah. We don't know. I've never shot an arrow because, professionally. Um, we go to Disneyland and we play the Buzz Lightyear ride. Oh, right. And you're not even in my same like score bracket. That thing is broken. It's ancient. It has the the machines. It's it's like from the like the seventies, right? Like it's so old. It's based on Toy Story. <laughs> I'm a more modern, like the the other Toy Story ride. Because <laughs> um, Buzz Lightyear uses lasers, so that's why I think it's more accuracy based. Fantasy. It's <laughs> lasers are not real, so we know it's all science fiction. <laughs> It's all, it's all fantasy, so yeah. I'm I live in the real world. I'll become a professional archer. I think. All right. Um, I maybe I think I can do ping pong. Maybe. No way. Those guys are like jumping so much and like just. Uh, I mean, th- those are exhibitions. Like they're doing shows. What you thinking? There's like a uh, globe trotters of uh, ping, ping pong? pong. I think there are. They're, I don't think that's what we're watching though. Like but I think a ones. regular competition. If I devoted my entire life to it, hmm. I could get someone to pay me to do it. Not that. Your professional a coach, yeah. You find okay, hmm. like you find like a Mr. Miyagi to teach you the, no, the not, ropes. No, I'm the only reason you're professional is you have a sponsor. That's it. Now you're professional. Oh, someone to pay you, yeah. Like skateboarders, they turn pro as soon as someone pays them to skate and wear their clothes. Is skateboarding stuff. a sport though? That's it's a yeah, exhibition. Oh, come, on. Oh, come on, it's athletic, but it's not a sport. If archery is a sport, then skateboarding is a sport. Uh, you're an athlete, you can't measure skateboarding, you can measure what archery, measure they give you points, yeah. I mean, like figure skating—is that a sport? That's more like a performance, right? To do physical like things. Yeah, I don't. Know. We will have to debate this, but I don't, I'm not sure that's a sport. It's a okay. it's a performance. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, fingers yeah. crossed, I win the championship in your uh, fantasy figure skating. Yeah, league. Yeah, I'm in the championship there always. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> until then, do you want to explain how the show works? Here at Reader Cop, we have three different bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And this week, we're doing a Dungeons & Dragons comic book. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories with watching, reading, and entertainment this week. <laughs> I, I tried to do that in one go, and it was run under breath by the end. <laughs> The Joker 2, uh, what's the subtitle? Folie à Which means what? I think uh, like Insanity of 2, is that right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, they're currently in production and set photos have been, you know, hitting the internet. Being released, yeah. Um, it looks like a, a sequel to The Joker. That's right. Yeah, but we're getting some <laughs> some clues, some Easter eggs of what's going to happen, right? We knew uh, Harley's going to be in it, but right. we're getting a look at her, right? Uh, yeah, so it's played by Lady Gaga. I saw the images and... Uh, um, I'm going to hold back any real critiques because oh. these are leaked images, you know, they're not in the style of what the film will be. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. They're not uh, cinematographied. Right. Yeah. Because I'm sure because in the pictures that we see, it's very vibrant colors, but the Joker, it's like dull tones. 
I guess so, yeah. So I think it'll be more subdued. And, you know, there, there's a mood to it. You say that, but I'm wondering if this is going to have a total tonal shift. It's a musical. It's a musical, but you could say the first one was, it wasn't singing, but there is had musical elements to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering if like the whole like grain to the movie or the color, the hue will be different, maybe. All right. So if you're saying this is it, then I, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> What don't you like about it? I mean, we all we see is Lady Gaga going up the steps, dressed in a new Harley Quinn kind of outfit. It's kind of like I don't a like the Harley Quinn, like outfit. a punk rock no, bride not. look. It looks it looks spirit store. Yeah, I mean, it's a costume. It's all makeshift, right? Yeah, I mean, Joker in the first one, he had like a nice suit. Oh, clean cut. I mean, it looks like quality. Pulled back hair. Yeah, this one Put Harley Quinn thing. looks. I don't know. It look. Drab? Is that oh. <laughs> and I know they're that's what they're going for, but I don't know. I, I that's why I want to say I'll hold back. But if this is it, I'm not impressed. She, I think she's going for that criminal look, right? I, I get the vibe that they're possibly really in love in this movie, and she's trying to win over a criminal, right? She's trying okay. to change her look, yeah, less so doctor therapist look, and um, she's making a big show of it. She's being like walked up the steps of a like a courthouse, right, by cops. So it looks like there's like some kind of big trial, probably Joker's on trial. Yeah. Because um, there's also photos of like protesters outside, I think. Yeah, protesters dressed up as like Joker, right. copycats. It seems like he's left an impression. We already saw that in the end of the first movie. Yeah, which I really love that ending. You did? Yeah. So I'm glad they're kind of like continuing that theme. And it looks like maybe Harley Quinn is supposed to testify there because she's being like surrounded by cops, right? But they're not like after her. They're almost like protecting her. So I wonder what she's, this might be like her reveal as like Harley Quinn instead of Dr. Quinzel, because why would you go to court dressed like a clown? <laughs> Already? I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe, um, maybe the crowd does not trust her yet until she's going to, again, attest mm -hmm. at the courthouse. Um, but it does look like she's like roaring to the crowd. Like she's actually like, I'm on your side or something like that, yeah. possibly. Because uh, it it seems like the, the, the crowd is lively here. Yeah. And it really seems like maybe Joker kind of broke the city in a way. It was already messed up. But right. they really like cracked like they're, you know. I don't know. Joker is like changing the, the whole vibe of the city here. Yeah. So I, I questioned even since the beginning why they didn't even make a sequel. The first one was so good. Sure. And I'm not 100% sold yet, but I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not going to say I'm going to like it, but I'm interested. I'm curious about the musical aspect. Like how yeah. much of it is in that kind of theme of mm -hmm. singing in the rain. Like we're going to break out into song. Because it looks like here she might be singing to the crowd. Like maybe it's like a punk rock type thing. We're not gonna take it okay. type of thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I see that happening. Just be playful about it. He's a clown at the end of the day. It could be a little bit funny. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the shift. I hope it's maybe more sadistic. Oh, wow. Really? Well, because, you know, the first one is about him becoming the Joker. So by the end, he's the Joker. Okay. So this whole movie, he's the Joker. So maybe we, it's like a more of even evolved version of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's really drawing his true self, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I wonder if we're going to really get like a shift in like when he talks to her. 
we kind of had scenes of him in the first movie of him talking to like a kind of a pseudo therapist, right? Right, right. So it's going to be a total like mirror image of that where he's like, he's eating up the whole room instead of being so like kind of reserved. How crazy do you think she's going to get? Like, she'll be the one that has to go from like, you know, professional to insane almost. Yeah, she'll have to be. Uh, I just hope it's believable, right? Yeah. The whole turn. The mad love thing, it's a cartoon, right? Mm. So if they can make it believable in a full length movie, then I'm on board. As much as I didn't like Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, yeah? The scenes of, like, converting Harley Quinn were, like, straight from the animated series, straight from the comics, and I really enjoyed it. So, right now, that's, like, my top. Visually? Visually, like... uh, Joker falling into like ace chemicals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that stuff better than even when we saw it with Jack Nicholson. So like Harley Quinn becoming Harley Quinn in the Su- or Suicide Squad. I really enjoyed that. That's probably like the only thing I enjoyed in that movie. Sure, sure. The the Harley Quinn thing. I, what's going to be the thing? Like the big mark that's going to be like, oh, I, I, I think I'm in love with this guy. Like I can appreciate his side. He's, mm-hmm. he's not just a patient of mine. That's like, what, I'm curious about that. It's not, uh, not going to be chemicals, I think. No. Oh, yeah, he has to convince her that society is corrupt and maybe when she leaves Arkham to go home or whatever, she's starting to feel that more. Mm, yeah. Maybe this is like a big case for her, right? Sure, yeah. Like the guy who like changed the whole city and like uh, all eyes are on me. Right. Yeah. Um, there's more kind of Easter eggs hidden in some of these set photos. Right. You mentioned the crowd already and it looks like some of them are holding signs. Some of them saying Dent is the clown pointing to Harvey Dent Two-Face, mm. of course. So I, obviously he's probably like some kind of district attorney or in that office um he exists in the world yeah of batman yeah so i i wonder if they're really gonna see him as like a real character or this is just an easter egg sign i would love it like if we have him as the one as the lawyer on the other side of joker's case i would love to see him in the courthouse I don't know who could play that role already. Uh, I don't think we have anyone casted yet or just noted yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think that'd be great. If we have Harvey Dent, I don't want to see Two-Face really just because it would take away the limelight of the Joker. It's of course, the yeah. Joker movie. We're already yeah. getting another uh, We're getting another character, Harley Quinn, ready. So. Yeah, I guess you'd need some kind of um, antagonist if yeah. Joker and Harley Quinn are the protagonists in this movie. And, uh, you know, you can't have Batman yet necessarily. So Harvey Dent could be that role, I think. Totally works there. I... I was wondering, like, since it's a musical, could we just get some from Le Miserable to do this? Would Hugh Jackman be a good Harvey Dent? No, I wouldn't want I would that. see him singing in the courtroom, just break out in the song. <laughs> uh, don't get Russell Crowe. I was thinking that too. <laughs> Russell Crowe, I don't think he has the singing chops for it. I mean, there's not going to be action. He doesn't have to do a gladiator role in this. It's like a, it's not a regular Batman movie. So yeah. he could just be a guy in a suit. Russell Crowe, can he do it? <laughs> Um, what do you think about them still roping this in into the Matt Reeves universe? Is that still a, is a door open to that? Okay, so for that you? W- for me personally, that would involve this being like a retroactive thing, right? Like before yeah. Batman ever was Batman, right? Is in the world. Yeah. Um, I think it would have to bridge the you'd have to bridge the two different Jokers too, right? If you have a Joker, yeah, you'd in have canon. to make it some kind of like successor in, in, yeah. Joker. Okay, okay. I I could see it, but uh, I'm not in favor 
favor of it. I'm just saying it's not impossible. Okay. And then now, you wouldn't like it. I wouldn't personally like it. Mm. Just because it takes away options from the Matt Reeves future. Yeah. I guess. That's how I see it. You really want that? Like, you're like on board. Let's do it. I don't know if I'm on board. Part of me is like, that'd be cool. And um, it would barely line up, but you could make it work. Oh, yeah. I think. Uh, Maybe like, because we know in Matt Reeves' universe, there's a Joker, right? Yeah. But when we see him, he's already locked up. That's right. Maybe like early Batman, year one Batman. Yeah. um, He fought, you know, multiple Jokers. I don't know. At the same time. Like maybe like he defeats... Arthur Fleck Joker and Barry Cogan Joker emerges or something like that. He could have been like the second in command, maybe. The the Barry Cogan is like yeah. his apprentice, like he's gonna he's raising a Joker. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's not the first time there's multiple Jokers. Do you think Barry Cogan and Robert Pattinson is similar age? Yeah. I don't know. He's a lot shorter than him, but you think? Y- yeah, I mean, close enough. Close enough, yeah. I wonder if um, Arthur Fleck does have like a real resentment to Bruce Wayne and maybe like starts to believe his mom that what if he is Wayne, you know. I think he still believes it. You think well, so? I don't know. Yeah, because like the the dad Thomas Wayne, you know, outright denied it and said his mom was crazy. And I think he started to believe that maybe at the end, towards the end. Yeah, like the rich really just like oppressed us, and he was like, yeah, and his mom. I, I am was... a, a Wayne. No, I think he realized his mom was lying to him oh, all okay. time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want any more like kind of like Easter egg characters to pop up in the Joker? Uh, what else could we have? Uh, a Riddler type thing? I mean, with that. I guess if you're going to have the same universe, I don't know. Anything else? What do you want? I mean, maybe like a Gordon. Like oh, a, already? You know, he's not maybe not detective yet. A younger Gordon. Okay. Take out, taking it up on Maybe that. like a 10-year-old Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> a teenager Gordon? <laughs> he's just like a, a mall cop Gordon or something. <laughs> he's, Still in the academy. He's in the academy. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe yeah. something like that. Uh Okay, the teen years of Gordon, so it's like when they did like the the TV show of Sex in the City. This well, they're in the teen years, <laughs> teen years, teen years. Gordon, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, uh, Detective Gordon, the college years. <laughs> I don't know about that. This uh, movie doesn't come out until October of next year. Yeah. So there's a lot of time, like you said. We don't know who Harvey Dent is yet, but you know, I feel like they could cast that character. A while away and still make it work for the release. Possibly, yeah. I, that's another... Uh, if they ever do the Two-Face thing, that's another costume they can get out of this. Uh, it's coming out in October, right? Perfect timing <laughs> for a Joker costume, a Harley costume, and a, a Two-Face thing. That's It's going to run the Halloween. There's some imagery that we saw that um, he's still wearing the same suit that he wore in the first one. Or at least uh, other maybe imposters are copying that. Yeah. Do you want to see Arthur Fleck in a more traditional Joker suit, the more purple and green? Because the first one was like more like maroon orange. I would, I think the like clean cut thing, like does he get a haircut? You thinking that or just, just the classic purple? I want him to have like the pompadour. Oh, <laughs> oh, you want him in a zoot suit. Okay. I'm on board with that. Like let's get ridiculous with this. Yeah. He's got fans now. He's yeah, got right. groupies. He's an influencer. They can like, no, they can just like give him some clothes. There you go. He's fresh out of the... The institution and right. they give him some new digs, right? right. Something, something cool to wear, right? <laughs> Have you seen that? It's like a social media thing where like um, some guy's dressed up as Joker and he's sk- like bombing skateboarding down a, a big hill. Yeah, the crowd. I have. Yeah. I want to see that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like when uh, Heath Ledger is like doing a kickflip over Batman. Do you know that meme? No, there's one of those. It's it's a Photoshop oh, from the dark from Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. When Batman's like on the ground. Kick flipping over yeah. Batman. <laughs> 
right. Um, I'm, I'm interested, but I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to love it. Not yet? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure about Joker 1, and yeah. I still haven't really seen it yet. Seen it a second time. I uh, have to before this one. Did you see the first season of Sweet Tooth? I did, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Well, the second season trailer just dropped. And it's coming out pretty soon um, and towards the end of April. I did not watch all of it. I watched a oh, yeah? couple episodes, but this trailer makes me want to watch the first season. Yeah, the the whole idea of like newborns being half animal is the whole thing. Yeah, it kind of grossed me out. Yeah. That's not your thing, huh? No. Animals? Uh, no. <laughs> Planet of the Apes was like one of your childhood fears, right? Yes. And I know there's people in there. It's, in the, in it's the still costume? scary, yeah. That's kind of a weird, it like messes up your stomach that when you see it, like these like kids that have like elephant faces or whatever. That's the whole vibe of this show. I think I watched Island of Dr. Moreau way too young. Yeah, that scared you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it Val Kilmer? Is he? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is, I should, no one should have to watch this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, this type of thing, I think it's more of like a kiddie type of show at, at some point. Sometimes it has more of a childish hue really? to it compared to the comic book. The comic book was kind of bleak the whole time. Oh, really? Because it looks kind of dark in the trailer. I think the season two is going to ramp up that feel a bit more mm. as we kind of uh, like highlight the the general character, general habits. So, yeah, watching the, the trailer, I can't help but draw connections to Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wonder, well, maybe because Last of Us was on HBO and it was a video game first that more people had known about it. But like Sweet Tooth, would you say you liked it more than the first season of Last of Us? Oh, first season? Like, as far as both TV shows? Yeah. I'll say I like Last of Us better. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe I won't watch it then. <laughs> I like the comic book more than like the TV show. So that's just me oh, coming okay. to it as a fan. All right. I read the whole thing. It was like over 30 issues of, of uh, Sweet Tooth. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I didn't see Will Forte in the trailer. Oh, Will Forte? Yeah. And I know he's, you know, spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. He kind of like doesn't survive in the first season, right? Yeah. But there's like a lot of flashbacks to him. Am I correct about that? That's right. I think flashbacks are a big thing in the comic book. Yeah. Because you kind of, it's like in their DNA, but they're, they're change and things right so they kind of have visions of like like what's going on with them with like is it genetic is it magic yeah the world still really doesn't know what's going on with these like half human half animal things okay um so you know the very end because you've read all the comics yeah yeah i enjoyed the end i'll say that okay. sometimes it uh, things like this don't land yeah. so great like long stretching stories but i really enjoyed the ending so this from what you see from the trailer does this Fit more like volume two, I guess, of Sweet Tooth. Is that what they're going after? Or is it kind of a mixture? I think it, I can't remember the real pacing of it. Um, but I think this, the the ramp up of the general is what we're yeah. going to really feel. Like you see him in the trailer, like he's holding his deer ears or right. deer antlers, I should say. Yeah. And just like, he's kind of a really sadistic character. Even the doctor, mm. Dr. Singh, is way more like of a monotone character in the comic book. And this, he's kind of like feels for the kid. Like I, I'm yeah. here to help you, but kind of not. Okay. Yeah, he's more uh, nice in the in the TV show. So I, I'm guessing they're trying to quote unquote cure these kids by removing their animal features. Is that what's happening? Not really. Oh, really? Okay. Well, well I guess I don't know anything. They're trying to cure the rest of the people because again, like the whole other thing is like there's a sickness going on, oh. and that's I think that's why Sweet Tooth didn't was also delayed because <laughs> of oh, a whole yeah. a pandemic going on. How long ago did the first season come out? Do you remember? I thought it was like last year. I think it was like last year. Okay, but like. 
I think they had it ready already or something like little, that. Little, okay. A little close to home. As some of the, you know, TV shows and movies like that, they kind of delayed them. Yeah. Like that. I think Last of Us was like probably someone, something like that. I really do think the, the trailer kind of sold me to like catch up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It looked, I mean, I really liked it from uh, the, it looks way darker than what I remember. I was watching the first season though. Like it felt a little slow. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, all I, I did hear a lot of good things about it. It's uh, it's them voyaging through like these greens of like mm-hmm. open forestry and all that. And yeah, it's like the same post-apocalyptic thing where you run into like unsavory characters like yeah. that, and and then you get a real reason why you need Jeopard, like the mm-hmm. the older guy that happens upon a kid. It's the what's what's his name in The Last of Us? Pedro Pascal. Um, a Mandalorian. Yes, exactly. The same thing. Didn't Marcos. Yeah. <laughs> The same, kind of the same framework, honestly. They did it first. Yeah, okay. I remember we did the the book for an episode. Yeah. Go back and listen to that if you missed it. But I, yeah, I do remember the book having some really like grim elements to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets like that. Um, while we're on the the topic of Jeff Lemire, the author of the comic book, mm-hmm. I've read this other article about it, him, and apparently he was not consulted for the Moon Knight TV show. Did you know that? For the Disney Plus show. Oh, really? And I'm kind of pissed about that. I mean, how much of his run do they use for the show? A lot of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not just like give him his flowers or whatever. It's like, yeah. I think he he needs to have his take on the show and give it the right tone. I think it wasn't the right tone that I personally wanted. Some okay. some moments are great. Look, at the end of the day, you know, it's owned by yeah. Disney and it needs to fit the MCU. So if his input does not fit the overall MCU anyway, they don't need him. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get that. If like you get his advice yeah. and you don't take it, like you don't take it. Right. I get that if it's we're building this whole world, but apparently he was not even called. Like they didn't even call mm. him about it. To contact it. Why do you think that is? I think they had, I think you're right. They had an f- idea of how to get this to where they needed it for the overall universe. But yeah. me as the fan, as, so the, as not, the reader, I'm like, I'm a little bit like, oh. oh so you're not happy with what you got for Moon Knight? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm still you're one of those. Firm. You're one of those phase four haters. <laughs> That's not what I'm more of these, uh, uh, they, they didn't do it like in the book. Like, <laughs> uh, that's, that's not how it goes. <laughs> Speaking of that, with like, are they going to copy the book or make it their own? I don't know how they do Secret Invasion just like the book. I don't think it's going to work. There's no way with uh, the way they... There's so many different heroes that were aliens in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like half. <laughs> I don't think we're getting all those uh, heroes first off. Yeah. And it's a whole different framework. Right. I guess we'll find out what looks like it's going to be June 21st as the... Kind of they added that date into the page on Disney Plus. That's right. But without a big like announcement, they just kind of just added that date on there. So I think it's true. I think that's when we'll probably see it. Um, but what to expect? I don't. I don't necessarily know. Yeah, it's the, it seems like more spy intrigue is going on yeah. with Nick Fury. He's finally back on Earth, touching ground. Yeah. I think instead of infiltrating like superheroes, they're more infiltrating, you know, world leaders and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Like um, there's a scene where Ben Mendelsohn is like confronting someone at a desk and then all the people in the room turn into that guy. Like they all look like him. Yes. Yeah. So I think you're right. It's more like spy espionage, political takeover kind of thing. Sleeper cells in right. key positions. Type right. Of thing. Handlers and um, civil war. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying spy stuff. More an identity. 
uh, Tinker Taylor and, and Silver and Spy. <laughs> right. So uh, I don't know like who to trust. I, I bet it's going to bleed into more than just the show, like the uh, into the movies. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. <laughs> really? Are you excited about it? Is it going to be the next Marvel show? I think it is. Yeah. You excited about it for, for the next show? I'm excited because we haven't had a Marvel show for a while. Yeah. I think this is going to be a big one. And it, it is like not like single character based. Like it's not Moon Knight. It's not She-Hulk. It's an event kind of a thing. So that makes me a little bit more excited. But I mean, the stars of it are, are new to the MCU besides Samuel L. Jackson, I think. So like... Amelia Clark is in it, right? Yeah. And that one guy is in it. <laughs> the guy that I was talking about that becomes all the people. So. Yeah, I think it's like Ben. Yeah, something. <laughs> Wait, is, is he from another show? Yeah, he was from a show I watched OA. Oh, okay. But um, Overacting. It, when, he, when he got it, it kind of went downhill. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it get was, ready for a lot of him. It wasn't him. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. It was just yeah. the writing. <laughs> So I wonder like what exactly the the scrolls are going to do and the, what their plan is for this because also the scrolls we've seen are good so like is there, there's going to be like some kind of like inner drama because like Ben Mendelsohn good scroll has been helping Nick Fury. Yes. And is is it can you uh, sever the lines this easily. It's a good scroll and bad scroll. Is it going to be like muddy waters with this type of right. like intrigue? I want something like that. They're going to be like, are oh, you human lover? Oh, <laughs> the racist? No, I'm just saying like you're betraying our species. A mud blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that type of thing? <laughs> uh, I will... Uh, I will be okay if uh, Ben Mendelsohn doesn't make it. <laughs> All right. He's like the good guy. I don't like Ben Mendelsohn for some reason. Uh, but yeah, his Talos. I think um, some rumors are Emilia Clark's character, who's mm -hmm. a scroll, and they're saying she could be his uh, daughter. Oh, think, really? Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I think that she could also be playing uh, like the queen of the scrolls or something like that, like some type of high royalty in their whole, or like hierarchy or something. Uh -huh. But it really does seem like she's on the good side, on the um, human side here. Okay. Yeah, I would believe like if, if you're talking about like age, even though they could look whatever they want to look like, she would fit like the daughter of Ben Mendelsohn age mm -hmm. because Ben Mendelsohn's from what, the Captain Marvel, which was in the 90s. Oh yeah. Right. He's graying here now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I wonder if any like real superheroes will show up and turns out they're scrolls. I, I doubt that, but um, you know, it'd be cool because that's what it was in the comic books. I mean, like you said, it is a like start all with Captain Marvel. So maybe yeah. the other Captain Marvel could make me make an entrance to kind oh, of, yeah. uh, you know, uh, rile up the audience to that character a bit more. We only really saw her much in WandaVision. Yeah. So maybe like a couple scenes with her in there is a, a power, right? She has yeah. superpowers. Maybe they could play an element to fighting off scrolls. Right. And um, you know, in the comic book, the scrolls are like... Super scrolls. Right, yeah. They so like, they take their powers, right? Like, they, you could have Wolverine claws. You can have, you know, yeah. like, Stormer's powers or something like that. So... Do you think we're gonna get that? I I want to say no, not yet. If that if it is coming, I don't think it would be in this. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because it's like you're doing too much now. Oh, too too early. <laughs> Maybe like oh they got one guy that's a super scroll. Yeah, and like he's the big kind of like brute of it, but you know he's not always running around like they're saving him or something, right? I like that super scroll because that's actually a character's name. Super yeah, scroll. super scroll. Yeah. So like maybe like 
they have one, like you said, and they're like experimenting still. Like they're they're reading up, they're stealing documents yeah. on superheroes so that they can experiment on their own people. And they made like one, and this is the entry of that. And then it's like a Fantastic Four relationship, Super Scroll. Sure. You know what? Like, what if we always think scrolls are the bad guys, and it turns out they're not from Captain Marvel? Yeah. What if we continue that, and um, we know like Shield has been like shady. What if they're taking scrolls and doing experiments on them, trying oh, to geez. manipulate them to become weapons, and maybe they. Maybe it's even humans that create Super Scroll because they're trying to like use their powers to copy superpowers. And, um, you know, that's something that I feel like General Ross would not be, you know, shy about doing. Oh, yeah. Using the, the powers of an alien race to kind of. Right. To make even um, Nick Fury was doing that with like Hydra gear. Right. I think uh, they can like, it's like Secret Serum 2.0, like another technology that right. are layering on top of that. Right. Yeah. You know, Thunderbolt wants to make a super team, I heard. Right. I mean, if you go all the way back to Incredible Hulk, he made Abomination, right? Like he tried to make his own superhero serum. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he's experimenting. Right. I could see that. Yeah. Do you think, uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford is going to do a good Thunderbolt Ross? Can he grow a mustache? Have we ever seen him in a mustache ever? He can grow an earring. He can grow an earring. <laughs> Uh, that that's all the acting is. It lies in the mustache. mustache. If I grow must, if I could grow mustache, I would <laughs> be a Thunder, <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross. But fortunately, I cannot grow a good one. Well, we're gonna see him in the next Captain America movie, and not only him, but Liv Taylor is returning. Uh, to play Betty Ross, and I forgot she was in the MCU. <laughs> it is the MCU, huh? Yeah. Wow. Abomin yeah, Abomination. Abomination. Got him recently. Tony Again. Stark was in that movie. That's right. So where's she been? What has she been up to? She's. It's been Thanos has been. <laughs> it's been a long time. Like it's decades. like she was snapped for like twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> Snapped into our universe, I guess. I think, uh, well, she appeared in, I don't know if it was Liv Tyler, but she appeared in a, a What If episode, right? Oh, she did? Yeah, the All one right. that was about the Hulk. I, yeah. I had the impression, though, that someone was doing a Liv Tyler impression. Yeah. Right? Like right. a voice actor. Um, I guess it's cool. She'll be in it. She'll probably be um, some kind of like conscience to General Ross. He's probably doing something he shouldn't be doing. She was a, like a radiation person too, right? Like a, I think she, she was a scientist. Yeah. Scientist. So I know the villain of Captain America 4 is the leader, which is, again, right. is involved in this like kind of like uh, serum of Hulk making type right. thing. So radioactivity. Maybe she's the scientist, the, the brain against that type of villain. Captain America 4 is turning out to be Incredible Hulk 2. Right. <laughs> What's the leader of NFT? <laughs> What's he posting on his Instagram? Like, what's he? <laughs> um, they're coming back, and out of Incredible Hulk, that movie, like two of the main cast is already like recast. Right, yeah. Uh, freaking, yeah, wow. Edward Norton's not there. And um, Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Yeah. Well, Thunderbolt has a reason. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking about, there's a murmurs of, a, of a, them getting the Hulk property back and making a Hulk movie. Yeah. I was thinking they should probably do what they did with Spider-Man, a Hulk No Way Home. <laughs> Right, that's what the fans want. The fans want Edward Norton and Eric Bennett to return. Oh gosh. Hulk, no, stay home. <laughs> uh, no, we don't want that. Yeah, I know. What, what, that's what you got to do. That's what the fans want. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm almost confident now with Liv Tyler being in it, with the leader being the villain. Yeah. That Thunderbolt Ross, they they could have just said he's not in the movie, but they recast him with a big name actor. Yeah. To portray this character. Uh, it's almost like, God, if guarantee that he's going to become Red Hulk. He's going to be Red Hulk. Yeah. It seems like uh, that was an intricate part of the whole thing. Integral part. Is he going to look good with a stretched face and red? I can, I've seen him angry a lot in movies. So yeah. he can play that role fine. If they can turn um, Darren Cross into MODOK, they can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> You're convinced? Yeah. Maybe this is where all their like CG money is going towards. <laughs> Do you know they got rid of their like head of CG? I forgot who what her name was, but like right after the Oscars, I think quote unquote like they fired her or like they told her to leave. Are you talking about the executive, like yeah. Victoria Alonso? Yeah, who was supposedly behind like the high demand of like crunch for their VFX department. Really? Yeah. Oh, is that why? I don't know if that's why or they're just putting blame on somebody, but... Those are the rumors? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just shifts in, like, companies, like, kind of across all industries kind of yeah. type of thing, so... Look, I mean, I was not happy with some of the VFX for She-Hulk. Okay. I was not happy with some of the designs for Thor. Oh, yeah? And um, I'm hoping some things are improved after that. Yeah, I think uh, maybe it was that crunch time. We had to push all these movies delayed and, you know, organizations not there. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what it is. And meaning that we'll return to more quality CG. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the news this week. Probably the thing I'm most excited for that we talked about. Oh, yeah? Uh, Liv Tyler returning. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't care. You want, you want her dad to do the soundtrack? Yeah. Oh, could you believe that? Yeah. I can't name one of their songs. You don't know? Can you name the band? Aerosmith. Oh, Ooh, you almost pulled, couldn't. Pulled you pulled it out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the song. No way. That's I know. All right. If you guys haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just find us in your podcast app and hit that follow button. And if you have, want to have more fun like this, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Podcast, you guys over there. All right, time to get into our book uh, to celebrate the movie that's coming out this week, Dungeons and Dragons. This one's called Fells Five. Daniel, you have done Dungeons and Drag, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Role playing and such. <laughs> Roll the dice. Sure. Um, I've never done Dungeons and Dragons. I've seen people play it, and uh, it looks like um, a big investment. Kind of is, yeah. And a commitment. Mm -hmm. um, something I, I think I would enjoy, but not like. I wish it was like more um, sample size. Like I don't have to go every week and whatever. You want like a grab and go Dungeons and Dragons campaign, right? Is there like a mobile version? <laughs> Probably is. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons have been around for decades, right? Yeah. Uh, it's prior to video games, probably, right? Like, that's the first kind of like video games almost like templated from Dungeons and Dragons role playing style games. For sure. Yeah. They ported like the RPG stuff into yeah. video games. I think there's like cartoons of it. There are. There's yeah. previous movies of it. There was a whole panic around it. The Satanic Panic. Do you remember that? You oh, remember right. It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then now there's a new movie coming out that. Uh, Oddly enough, I think I'm going to like, yeah. even though it, most people, I think, don't think it's going to be that good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the humor in the trailer that I've seen, I enjoy. Really? Yeah. 
like that slapstick kind of comedy sometimes it's gonna be like guilty pleasure i think okay okay i i'm waiting to be pleasantly surprised um chris pine stars in it i think chris pine is great and i think he's pretty funny when he wants to be funny yeah um and then who else is in it like i like michelle rodriguez um and then there's the guy that was in like detective pikachu that's right <laughs> the, i think he's pikachu's son right <laughs> no, that's right <laughs> Uh, there's the girl from uh, It, Chapter 1, who's like a teenage redhead girl. Um, and then I think there's like another guy. Is that guy from Bridgerton? They get the Bridgerton guys in it too. Yeah. He's think, just playing this Bridgerton character. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I think Bridgerton is inside of Dungeon Dragons oh, lore. I should have watched that. It's a campaign. And then, um, what's his name? Hugh Grant is in it, right? Hugh Grant is in it? I think he's in it as like some kind of wizard or something. I'm, he plays Hugh Grant? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh I kind of want to watch it. Okay. Okay. You don't want it. No, I, I'll watch it, but I'm not saying I'll, I'll, I'm think it's gonna be great. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. I thought like every time you play, it's like a made up thing, completely made up world, whatever you want. But apparently, I didn't know that like, there's like set campaigns and set like these are the rules of the place. <laughs> And it's always in the same world, even though you're your own character. You're it's like a you're living in like a World of Warcraft same universe. Is that true? Um, so there are campaigns you can buy preset, like it's a story. Yeah. So it kind of says the whole story kind of thing, like the, the dungeon master, right? The okay. one that's organizing the story. There's that. Yeah. But I think most of them are like just made up by the the dungeon master. They write a story in their head beforehand. But is it in the world that all Dungeon Dragon worlds are? Um, I think we could say it's like there's like a, a world and then they make tweaks to it on top of that. Okay. That's what happens, yeah. All right. Because uh, that's, that's why I thought that um, every single time you play, it's made up by that person, the dungeon master. No, there's a rule book. There's a handbook. Okay. It's like a textbook size thing. Okay. Because when I see people play it, I don't know what's going on, but... I know they have like a piece of paper and then there's like an advent calendar looking thing, like a board, oh. <laughs> like the guys behind Standard. a board. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has to roll the dice. He has secrets that you can't so see. So you don't roll the dice? You roll the dice for yourself, but they roll the dice for the enemy. Okay. Right? All right. Honestly, the extent of my Dungeons and Dragons knowledge is from the show community. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The special about how much I know. <laughs> um, but they also do comic books. And the one we're doing today is called Dungeons & Dragons Fells 5. Fell is a character in the book. Uh, the book is published by IDW, of course. Uh, it came out in 2010. And we're doing the first four issues, but I don't know, this might be the first time we're ever doing it on the show. We're doing a, a an issue zero. Issue zero, okay. Because yeah, the issue zero was more like an introduction to the characters and then issue one comes out and now we're doing the story it's into the story now yeah. okay um today's writer is john rogers he's actually more of a screenwriter oh really yeah he's done um let me know if you know these shows all right uh leverage leverage is that a tbs show I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, one of those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, he did... Oh, he co-wrote the Transformers movie. The first one? The first one. Okay. Yeah. That's an okay movie. Yeah. Uh, the Core. Do you know The Core? I do know The Core. Starring Stanley Tucci. <laughs> okay. He co-wrote that. Um, this is the one you probably know the most. And it's weird because we've been talking about this. Really? Uh, he wrote and is creator of the television series... Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, wow. Dope. <laughs> Honestly, like it's like a widespread career. 
like a lot of different properties. Yeah, I wouldn't connect any of those together, but he worked on all of them. <laughs> Not a single one. Yeah. Uh, also, the Catwoman movie. So okay. Then maybe don't mention that. <laughs> Um, today's artist is, I hope I get this right because it's an Italian name, Andrea De Vito. What, was they a Renaissance painter? That sounds like. Right. He, he, all the comics he did were on the ceiling. Right. <laughs> um, born in Rome. Wow. So, yeah, I guess he, maybe he is like classically trained. Does he have a patron? Like, is he funded by like a big family? <laughs> Does he paint al fresco? <laughs> um, he's done a lot of work. But probably the biggest um, known thing he's done. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did work on Thor. He did a run on Thor during the, the Disassembled time. Oh. Avengers Disassembled. Okay. Which was around 2004. And his run on that Thor, it's on like every like top 10 Thor runs. He's always on that list. That's pretty cool. It's always kind of like wavering like in the middle, but he's on every list. That's pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah I could see in our style now, this does look like a 2000s Avengers thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's done a lot of work on, um, like, he did work on Annihilation, the Marvel miniseries. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then some World War Hulk stuff. So he's really um, kind of like one of the Marvel guys. Uh, and then he does a lot of cover work, too. But I really enjoyed his work in D- this Dungeons & Dragons book because I didn't know this, but Dungeons & Dragons kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Sometimes. Yeah. I always thought it was way serious. Way bully because you're finding off like a necromancer or something. Yeah. So when I read this book and I was like, oh, there's jokes in it, right? It, it, it fit more with the artwork. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of like the movie too, the trailer... Like, yeah, I did, thought that was just like just that. It's just like oh, like the studios trying to um, kind of whitewash or whatever, like kind of make it, you know, bubblegum. Yeah, just like because I, I thought they're like there's too many like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. We got to do the opposite. Oh, I see, I see. But I guess that's just what Dungeons Dragons is. It's kind of it's kind of jovial. You okay, know? yeah, yeah. I like it. I really enjoyed this book. I'll say it right away. I enjoyed this book a lot. Me too. Um, like I said, we're doing uh, issue zero. But before I get into it, I didn't know there's so many Dungeons and Dragons like stories in the comics. There's like multiple dozens of different titles that fall under Dungeons and Dragons. I can believe it, especially like of how long it's been, right? Decades yeah. and decades. And Dungeons and Dragons had like a boom in the recent years. Like it's like a big yeah. thing, especially after like there's like online people that make streams and that's that gigantic business in itself mm-hmm. so comics are just gonna follow kind of like the one i don't know what because i don't know dungeons and dragons that well okay but i guess uh a, there's like a place it could be a place or a time frame where there's a lot of stories just within that and that's Baldur's gate oh yeah i think so Baldur's gate uh i guess it's like a like a campaign series but yeah what i know it as is the video game yeah yeah that's probably what most people know it but i guess is that like a place the gate Baldur's honestly gate? i don't know i never played okay. the video game because then there's a lot of like sub stories in that just for that yeah i mean uh there's like a new one coming up and it's apparently a huge deal that Baldur's gate 3 mm-hmm. yeah okay it's like an early access for like years now and it's like released and like people love it but it's not released yet <laughs> oh wow okay um, the IDW versions of the Dungeons and Dragons book have 
two crossovers with other IP. Could you think you could guess what the other two they crossed over with? I'll give you a hint. They're like really popular IP. So like think what would go with it. And it's like really popular. Is it Rick and Morty? That's one of them. And Adventure Show? No. Adventure Time? No. No. Um, So it's Rick and Morty. And it's funny because it's Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And then there's another one. And I think you would get it. Is it? It's a cartoon? No. Oh, really? Um, It's not like Game of Thrones, is it? It's not. No. And when I say it, you'll understand. It'll make sense. Dungeons and Dragons and I don't have it. What is it? Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Dang it. <laughs> so um, we did a Rick and Morty book in the past. Maybe yeah. we'll do a Stranger Things comic book in the future. They have those. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm down for it. <laughs> All right. So issue zero starts off. It's more of like um, uh, a sample book because then it's like two different stories in this issue. Oh, I see. So only the first half is the one we're doing because it introduces the characters that we're going to follow. And the storyline is called Fells 5, but it looks like it's first it says Fells 4, and then it's crossed out, and then it says 5. Oh, I see. Meaning we're going we're gonna to we get, recruit somebody. Yeah, it was planned to just be 4. And so there's like, um, you will know this better, so correct me if I'm wrong. There's like a ranger guy, right? Okay, yeah. I think he's Fell. Oh, is, okay, yeah. Uh, I think like, he's like a human. Yeah, he's a human. You got to say the race too. The race really? and the class. Okay, race, white. <laughs> <laughs> Class middle. <laughs> uh, okay, there's a dwarf guy. Yeah. Uh, his name is Call. Yeah. And I think he's a paladin. So paladin is like magic? It's like magic and like kind of, it's like half magic, half warrior. And I think you get your power from like a god. Yeah, because that's not what I know dwarves to be like, because well, I only know Lord of the Rings. That's the thing. You could mix and match. It's your race or your class. Like there are two different things that mix So anybody together. can be anything. Yeah. And this is something I learned in the games. Like some races work better with other classes. And I, my oh, first- Oh yeah, that, in real life too. <laughs> <laughs> So my my first character was like it didn't it was it was wrong. I shouldn't have been a dragonborn uh, gladiator. It was complete. What was I thinking? Well, they contradict or something. It's just like some classes have more stats in something, and they don't get benefited in this other. I see. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, I guess this dwarf guy has like some magic, right? A little bit, yeah. All right, and then there there's a one that. Um, they call him like Halfling. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Bree. And it's almost like she's the one they don't trust. She's like, I think she's like a thief. I think so too. Yeah. They don't. Is that exact, a class? It's thief? a class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't say it, but she's a thief. Yeah. And she's a Halfling. So is that like a hobbit? Basically. Yeah. Okay. Less big feet, but you know, you're half the size of humans. Okay. There's also an elf guy that is spot on Legolas. Exactly. Uh, I think his name is Varus or Varus. Um, so when, he's like an elf guy, but are they like magic too? I think elves are like prone to having magic in them because you're like high ancient like magic. Like it's like in their genetics or whatever. Okay. All right. So that's, the, I think that's the initial four. And then during their adventure here where it looks like they're fighting like these hyena people, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're in a castle and uh, they storm the castle and they go into this chamber and it looks like Alice in Wonderland, like it's mushrooms glowing, right? Just the, just the underdark, which is like underneath the castle. It's just like caverns they enter through. And apparently they've, uh, all these hyena warrior dudes, uh, do you know what these are? Is there a race for them? I think the comic said, I think they're called gnolls with a G. <laughs> I, <laughs> all right. I don't know what that is, but it's new to me too. 
Gnolls. Gnolls. Uh, they um, have like held all the people in the castle hostage in this underground thing. Um, but also with them is uh, this character name. Is her name Trisha, I think? Tisha. Tisha. What is her race? So she's a tiefling. Tieflings are like these beings with like red skin, kind of purplish skin maybe. But they also have horns. Right. And they look like kind of devilish like this because their like ancestors made a deal with like a demon or something. And they're like magic wielders, right? They are, yeah. Okay. And she's there. And um, when the... When the rest of the group kind of like sees that they're all there, um, they immediately like pounce into action. Uh, Legolas wannabe guy is like jumping in. It, it, they're copying Lord of the Rings. With, with Legolas? Yeah. With Legolas and the dwarf guy because they're kind of yeah. like buddy buddies, right? Totally. It's just, you know what this is already. We'd have to tell you. <laughs> and then, uh, so when Tisha sees that they're fighting, she starts to fight, join in the fight too and use her powers. Yeah, she's trying to break out. She's a hostage, but she's using right. her powers, launching these like kind of like laser beams, like blasts out right. of her, her hands. And um, Brie, though she should be helping, she sees that there's a statue with like a gem in its eye. She, yeah. She's like, I'm going to steal that. Well, this is what I'm doing. And she <laughs> tries to steal it, trying to pick out with a knife, peel the, the ruby out of the statue's eye. And then while this is all happening, they're trying to escape. Uh, apparently there's a giant dragon under this whole like... Cave. Yeah. They were going to sell all these hostages to this black dragon that just came swooping in. And he's like, all of you must pray to me. Because that's what dragons are like in Dungeons and Dragons. Right. And they're kind of like pinned against the, the cavern here while the dragon is approaching them. And it's like slashing at them. And um, Bree, remember, she's trying to pry the gem out of the eye of the statue. As she does, she falls back, knocks down on um, some of the, uh, what do you call the Stalactites. I was going to say icicles, but it's, <laughs> it's rocks. And she knocks one over and that lands straight and like stabs the dragon through the head. Bree saves the day. <laughs> she doesn't even know it. And so the, I guess the hostages are free now and they can uh, get escape from the Underdark in as we sh finish up this little preview issue. I think that's where you kind of get the, the idea of the theme of this was like, they're kind of like just lucky to win all the time. Yeah. A, a motley crew that just happens to make, make it through the skin of their teeth. Right. So uh, they've kind of like formed a group now. They're they're always together. And issue one starts off at like a tavern, right? And I guess this is where you hang out to get jobs as, as a group of adventurers. Yeah, right. They're crew. They're looking for something to do. And they're also contracting the, the tiefling character, Tisha, to be part of their team. Right. She's, she's like literally reading the contract. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you get part of this portion of the thing. Just like, okay, I guess I'll sign up. Right. And um, they're at the bar or whatever this is, right? Saloon. And then they're just drinking at the table. And all of a sudden, like, arms start to break through the floorboards and grab their legs. And they grab Bree, and she's, like, almost, like, surrounded by these uh, zombie-looking people, right? So they all jump into action again. And uh, Bree's like, Tisha, call these things off. It's obviously you because you're a tiefling. She thinks they're evil. So it's, like, right. automatically her. But, um, no, it's, it's some type of these mindless things that are trying to attack them. And uh, they just keep coming. And they pretty much create a giant hole in the floor of this tavern. And what they don't realize is under the tavern, which is like literally under the whole like city, I guess, is there's the whole like cave tunnel system. And so this is where all the zombies came from. Right. And uh, now approaching, entering the tavern is who I'm guessing is uh, like the warden, right? The king's number one general or whatever guy. 
but even he looks like a monster. I don't. He looks like a dragon too. Yeah, I think he's a dragonborn type in like with a suit of armor. And apparently, he's had run-ins with our main character Fell in the past, and he's like finally caught you in the act. So this is the character you picked. You you were like a dragonborn. Guy? Basically, yeah. And I thought it was super cool. I I know I look cool in my head, but I was not effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about as effective as this guy because. They capture him. They they capture all of the team, right? Yeah. And they go to the king, I guess. And they're trying to like say like, oh, look at what they did. They destroyed the tavern and they killed a bunch of people. But they're like, no, it wasn't us. You don't know. They were like possessed or something, right? Yeah, like zombies just attacking us mindlessly. And they got one of the guys, one of the people that attacked him. And he's like laid out on this table. But he just laid there, like, and then Fell's like, no, this guy was, like, attacking us. and But it looks like they're attacking them. So they're in this throne room trying to talk it out, trying to make their case at this trial. When uh, someone walks in, it's this kind of really short guy with um, a goatee and mustache, and pointed ears, black eyes. And he's like, his name is Copernicus Jinx. And he's saying, <laughs> I know exactly what's going on here. I, he does not look like a dragon, Dungeons & Dragons character. What, does he look like... Um, like a character in Labyrinth or something. He looks like 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 he looks like he's a character of Dungeons Dragons, but what he's wearing is like he's like wearing a beret and like a pimp jacket. <laughs> this is like Cat Williams. <laughs> I would I'd play his character in Dungeons Dragons. <laughs> Sloppy. So like, what is he? He's like a magic guy too. I think he's a I think he's a magic guy. To be honest, I have no idea what race he is. Okay, because he's, he's only like waist high. He's ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he's like, uh, I'll prove to you whatever that these guys are possessed. And I guess he already knows Fel, like they're kind of like friends. Yeah. And he grabs a knife, right? And he cuts open this guy's chest to rip out its heart. And Jinx's arm, it like glows and like, like it's metallic or something and holds the heart as a heart uh, glows too. And he calls up some type of magic upon it and he's like examining it. Right. right. And what he says is, um, this man was infected by something called shadow. And I think shadow, because then um, Tisha starts to explain what it is. And it's almost like two realms that occupy the same place, right? Is Separate it like, from Mars. So it's not like the upside down almost. I guess so. It's like the dark version of right. the reality. So it's almost like that shadow is creeping into our reality. And that's why that guy was infected. That's why all those people were infected. And so Jinx makes his whole case to the trial. But uh, the warden's not really buying into it. And then out of nowhere, the the warden and all his men get, get possessed too, as we see kind of like black steam coming out of their eyes. So now they're attacking everybody. And that Jinx character has to make like a force field, right? And what he's saying now is like um, that shadow realm, it's like more and more seeping into our world. And I can't really hold it off anymore. So you guys have to like find the source or the center and stop it. And they're really like with the force field up getting pushed like out the window, like they have to jump out the window of the castle. And it's like a cool like action Avengers shot. That's right. They get jumped into action out of there because Jinx says, what well, you have to go find is you have to go find Juliana. And of, of course, that is Fell's one pass uh, love interest. Right. So he's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> And so they're on horseback, just trying to make their way to find her. Yeah, they go all the way back to the tavern where the, the original hole was, so they can jump uh, into the tunnels, right? So I think they like they like split up, right? 
So now uh, Varys, the Legolas wannabe, um, call the dwarf wannabe, and Tisha, they go down into the tunnels through the cavern. And then we see Bree and uh, Fel, they stay up on their carriage. They're trying to get to make their way to wherever Juliana is. Right. And apparently she's um, at the, like, the town orphanage, right? And when they get there, it's on fire. Yes. Uh, an orphanage, right? It's, it's high stakes here. And then as they enter, they're being attacked by like zombie-possessed orphans. Right. So like the walls are on fire and the little kids are possessed and attacking them, who they're trying to save. And I think Falk is just looking for Juliana right now. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other three that went down in the cave, they get to like the center of where all this is happening. And they see that there's this guy that's like a, uh, he's like a, looks like a dark wizard kind of character. Yeah. He has no nose. He looks like a Voldemort. Right. And he's, I guess he's making a spell that's spreading out through the town. And he's using this little device in the middle that he's using, I guess, to like amplify his power or spread the spell or something. The sphere. And um, Kyle, the dwarf, immediately kind of like recognize it and is embarrassed because this whole time he always talks up how like smart dwarves are they're always like the better class or better race or whatever Mm -hmm. but this is like the one thing that they made that's like super terrible is that right (laughs) yeah he's embarrassed he doesn't reveal exactly what it is but this fear device he doesn't he's like ah this is a a a bane on our race yeah it's like they're uh atomic bomb or something okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, they uh, jump into action, attack this wizard or whatever, conjuring up magic out of the sphere. And Call is really angry, right? He makes a swipe with his hammer against this wizard. And out of nowhere, that, that wizard takes off his robe and he transforms, he shapeshifts into a mirror image of Call, like a copy of him. So it turns out this guy is not only like a wizard, but he's like a, I think like a changeling. Yeah. Meaning that you copy and change it to look like whatever. And so now they like, they don't even know who's who, right? Yes. Meanwhile, at the orphanage, they're trying to save the kids. They run into Juliana, right? And she looks like a, like a Witcher character, maybe. I don't know. That's pretty on point. Yeah. Um, I get why um, Fell's into her. I'm, a, I'm more of a Tisha kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Juliana's like, okay, we have to save these kids. And then Fell's like, I mean, they're possessed. Do we really have to save Is there them? any saving though? I don't know. Yeah. But he, he does. And now, um, not only is the place burning down, it's weird because the orphanage is built like on a dock, like above water. Yes, that's right. So the fire is like almost like making the whole thing sink into the water now. So they're trying to, I guess, save these kids, but also trying to fight them off at the same time. It's really like a tight situation. Talk about tight situation. Tisha is attacking the changeling guy. And as she's about to like stab it, it turned into like one of her species and says like, please, sister, don't. Right. So immediately she's like hesitant to do it. And this gives the opportunity for the changeling to stab Tisha. And she's like stabbed right on the side. And so this fire in this, like uh, the, the, the basement floor of the rat is erupting. It's getting bigger. And there's boxes everywhere, right? Right. And they realize this is from like the tavern, like all this equipment. So there's some alcohol here and it's, yeah. got, it's burning. It's getting ready to blow. <laughs> and they're just like, let's forget this changeling and let's just get out of the way. And the entire thing just erupts in a gigantic mess and it blows up like the basement apparently this is connected to the orphanage too right i think it was like right above it or something like that yeah 
So now they all join up again. They've saved as many kids as they could. And um, Juliana's like, okay, great. We saved them. Let's go back to the king or whatever. And yeah. be like, we defeated the, the bad guy. But Fel's like, we can't go back because I know they're always just going to think that we're at fault. Because it looks like uh, wherever we go, the building burns down. <laughs> true. True. I mean, they got possessed and then they ran away. That's what it looks like to right. them. So it's like, you have to stay away from us, Juliana. You cannot go with us too. We have to separate here. And again, another love interest kind of breaking apart right so the only way they kind of clear their name is to catch that changeling right mm -hmm. so they're like okay we know he ran this way we can follow him we're, we're we'll just be right behind so they're kind of like trailing him into the forest and they're following it and then finally when they get deep enough into the forest they run into even more trouble because they run into like a gang of uh orcs yes apparently these orcs are attacking this like group of just just a caravan and they're convinced that that changeling is one of these people one of the orcs one of the caravan has like shape-shifted is in the crowd yeah so they're like oh, what, what are we gonna do right we have to we don't know who to trust so i, I thought this was kind of funny it's like we'll just we'll let's run through them yeah so they all charge and then the the human caravan, they're like, oh, good, they're here to like help us. But then they kind of just like run through the caravan and like run right past them. <laughs> they're just going straight for the orcs, right? Yeah. And then um, the leader orc, right? Uh, it's like this big dude with an axe. There's always like a bigger orc. He's always the leader. Yeah. Just like Lord of the Rings. I like it because he's, he's balding, but he also has long hair. <laughs> um, he knows now that this new group has joined the cavalry or whatever. So he's a little bit more weary about just doing a all-out attack. But the second in command's like, yo, we can just go. We just go defeat him right away, right? And he's like, no, you got to be smart. Because as soon as that guy like went around the tree to attack, a bunch of arrows went his direction. So he had to pull him out of the shot, right? And so they're, they're trying to... He's trying to irk them to still fight off these, yeah. these uh, rescuers. But uh, he doesn't know if he should listen to the second in command. So I think Fel comes up with this plan because they're kind of like at a standstill that they should just fight one on one, right? Yeah. And whoever wins that one on one will be like winner, so no one else has to die. The victor, right? Right. This is like a Troy. Oh, Achilles and Hector. Yeah. Who's gonna win, Brad Pitt? Uh, well, if history is to be believed. <laughs> Uh, so the, the orc kind of agrees to this. Uh, really, this is just Fel's plan. It's kind of just a strategy as his crew do something else. Right. So he goes up there and, uh, because he's the challenger, right? The orc gets to pick the weapon and Fel thinks like, oh, I'll pick a sword, an axe or whatever. He's like, I pick rocks. <laughs> 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 and this like catches fell like by surprise as the orc has this gigantic rock and that's, he's gonna, that's what they're gonna use to fight he's gonna fight with it and uh so like he like smashes fell in the face with a rock now he's on the ground and he picks up like an even bigger rock that he's gonna smash him with and meanwhile fellow's like doing like acrobatics to like use his weight against him to like, flip him over to get him with his rock out of his way um, but he's trying to be the strategy. He's just trying to buy time, really, as Varys goes and does, does his mission. Right. He's like trying to figure out still who the changeling is amongst whichever crowd. Yeah. Um, the fight is going on. This guy looks like Goro, the head ogre, or head uh, orc. Oh. You know Goro from uh, Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat, yeah. Because he has like a long uh, ponytail. And what Goro does is it's like a bear hug, I, right? Yeah, because he has four arms, yeah. Goro. This orc doesn't have four arms, but he does do the bear hug on 
on Fell, and he's just like squeezing him, and Fell does like the I'm gonna slap your ears, but that doesn't do anything, <laughs> which I I never understood that either. Like in wrestling, people would do that to get out of a bear hug, slap the guy's ears. I think it's more just like surprising. Like oh, I didn't <laughs> right. expect that. Well, there's something even more surprising to get out of this bear hug. Fell does like a last ditch effort. And just kisses the orc on the lips <laughs> to get out of it, right? And um, as as they're finding the the rest of the crew, the the uh, Fells team and the the orcs, they just go into fight on their own, and they just like get into all out war on the side, right? Right. And arrows are flying everywhere. They're shooting up, and one of the arrows makes it through the head of the second in command orc. Right. It's like through his eyeball. Yeah, straight onto a tree here. It's like men in tights or something. He's so good at the arrow. And then it's almost like everyone just stopped, right, for a second. Because they look at the guy, and it's not an orc anymore. It's the changeling guy. Obviously. Okay. The second in command was the changeling the whole time. He swapped and, places with him. Right. So um, Varys, the elf guy, I guess he found the body of the original uh, second in command orc. Yeah. Like he was killed and then the changing took over that that body. So uh, the, everyone like, stops fighting and the orc's like, if I didn't even know this guy was not who I thought it was, we need to like regroup. So the, it's kind of like a... Uh, a draw almost. Yeah. It's funny they lied to them. He's like, well, we got one of them, but there's actually two changelings. Right. And so they're like, they like, okay, I guess we have to fight each other now to figure out who's the... <laughs> they're kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. So now that they have defeated that changeling, they're able to retrieve that sphere and it's called the world key. Ooh. That's the thing that the elf or the dwarf was like kind of embarrassed that his species made. And he's saying that... Again, this key is basically what connects our world to the shadow world, right? Right. Like the upside down type of thing. And he's just embarrassed for that, that our people created it to, to bridge the gap to that world. So I guess to destroy it, they go on a journey to is it like where the dwarves are from, like their mines. Yeah. And that's like the only place they could really get rid of it. So there's kind of like a montage of like a, a Fellowship of the Ring journey kind of thing. Yeah. Where there's like um, repelling across a, a ravine or like fighting giant spiders. I always hate that. Why are there, why is a giant spiders a thing? You can always fit it somewhere. In just one panel, there's a giant spider. Until finally they reach the mine, but it's not run by dwarves anymore. There are these strange looking guys with tattoos on their faces. And uh, I guess they're like warriors in their own right, but looking very pale also. Yeah, I think they're like almost like, um, I want to say like the mummy almost. Oh. But like not in mummy clothing. They look like they're wearing like warrior armor still. Yeah. like They look ancient, right? Right. Like some type of weird look to them. So um, this group, they know like they don't really have a strategy or plan ever. They just run right in. So they kill like the two guards that were outside of the mine and then they bust open into the mine. It's like a giant door and they're working their way down. But more and more of these warriors like coming out of nowhere just to attack them. Surprising them from around the corner. And one thing to note is they don't understand them. So there's like a totally different language they're not familiar with. They're convinced they're from the shadow world. Right. And also when they're fighting them, it seems like when they get the upper hand, before they defeat them, they like disappear. They like vanish. Oh. Cool. Almost like teleport out of there. So they can't really even like defeat these guys. They're not, never going to stop them. They're going deeper and deeper down, further down into these mines, trying to make it to that one room to destroy the world key. And um, they finally get to this one room. It looks like 
they get to the door that they they finally need to open. And uh, out of nowhere, from behind, one of these female warriors from the other side attacks the door, trying to break it open. So I think she's probably like their leader, right? Yeah. Of this group. And it's up to Brie now that she's like the thief, right? And I honestly like not, not everyone trusts her. Yeah. But they're like, you're the only one that can like crack this lock of the door. So she's trying to get it open, right? But in this room that they're in, it's almost like a trap because it starts to flood. Like water is rushing from the ceiling. Yeah. The whole room is booby trapped and it looks like a real dire situation for a crew here. Right. And that's where we're going to leave it off. That's issue three. Um, I think this series goes to like issue 16. Oh, really? So there's a lot more. Uh, I wonder how like these guys are going to get away with everything because it seems like they're none of them are really good at anything. <laughs> They all have their own skills at one thing or another, and that will, that's what makes a good team here. Uh, that's what I like about it. It's like yeah. a group of like different people totally like mishmash together. Right. It reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. Yeah. Right. It's like that kind of group, that kind of vibe. They uh, it seems like they barely get away of trouble just to find even bigger trouble. And that's what I like about it. It kind of keeps <laughs> the plot going. Yeah. Right. There's always like something around the corner. Yeah. So that's um, Dungeons and Dragons Fells Five. I really enjoyed it. Um, let's get into our side stories. I was going to talk about this last week, but I kind of forgot. Oh, yeah. But um, last week, we went to a comic book convention. Yeah, it was fun. Sack Con is what it's called. <laughs> Sack Con, these. <laughs> Sacramento Con. Um, it was fun. We went one day. It was a two-day event, but we only went Saturday. Sure. And um, I like these because um, they're not too spread out. Because like you go to other cons, it's like it's everything under the sun is there. Yeah, video games, all that stuff. Yeah, but it's just like it's, it gets crowded. Yeah, this one has other things, but it's very still kind of focused on comic books and adjacent stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what we're looking for, really, yeah. to be honest. But uh, I was ready to dig. That's what I was there for. I was going to dig through some long boxes. And about five or six hours of doing that, I went home with like three comics. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you have fun? Was, was Did you enjoy the journey? Yeah, that's part of the that's part of the fun is just searching. Yeah, it, it is part of the fun. I, I came out with a lot more than I expected. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I honestly was like suckered in with like the 50 Cent comics. Like, mm. I'm getting too many of those. You just love 50 Cent, the rapper. 50 Cent. Yeah, and his comic books. Fifty Cent. <laughs> get Richard die trying. <laughs> you know what? On that note, I sometimes I I get clips of Fifty Cent's uh, audiobook for some reason. I'm honestly really entertained. I'm learning lessons. What is the his book? Is it like a motivational book? It's half that and half like a memoir. Like he has an eventful life of what? Okay. Either way, tangent. Right. Um, when you go in, yeah, right, you get your little badge thing or a wristband. And it's hard to not just go to the first booth you see with comic books and start looking. I mean, that's what I did. <laughs> like, I I want to like do a lap. I want to like know where every because not every booth is comic books. I want to know where the comic book booths are. You're strategizing. Yeah, kinda. Because like even if I see a book I want, I'm not gonna buy it yet. I gotta see. I gotta note that it's there, and then I gotta see if it's in another place for cheaper. <laughs> I see. Okay. Okay. If it's a good enough deal, I might grab it on the spot just in case. If it's cheap, if it's like pretty cheap, I'll just grab yeah. it in case like someone else grabs it before I do. All right. I don't think anyone's looking for the books I want. So I see. I'm a little bit more comfortable passing and coming back. Um, and then there's like um, the big like. 
they got a wall of CGC books, which yeah. are the slabbed ones, right? And I'm not going to buy any of those, but they're cool to look at. Yeah, I look like an idiot when I'm looking at the wall with my mouth open. Just like, oh, uh-huh. I don't want that one. <laughs> too much, too rich for my blood. <laughs> um, One day, I think I might splurge and buy something that I normally wouldn't buy. Oh, yeah. But it's got to be like the right time. It's got to hit me. You got to get it, be in your feels about it like you want it. Yeah, it's almost got to be spontaneous. Like I not planned on it. And maybe it's a deal, and I just, for some reason, do it. Yeah. But right now, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you just have to be in the moment. You have your yeah. like ones that you're eyeing, though, right? But you're like... Kind of, yeah. Like ones like, I wish I could find this for a good price. And then you see it, and then like, oh, it's, today's the day. And then I look, and it's like, oh, no, that has an extra zero behind it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's booths that maybe are not dedicated to comics. Maybe they sell toys or something, but they got one box of comics on the side. Yeah, those are the sleep. Yeah. Don't don't skip those. Because it's like uh, they just brought the box and just like they don't know what they have. Right. They don't yeah. know what they have. They know about the action figures and like all that. Like right. they just picked up this box like it was like an add-on or something. Mm-hmm. So check those out too. Sometimes you'll find something that, you know, another place wouldn't have or if they have it, maybe it's overpriced. On, on the flip side, like the known comic book stores, yeah. they might have the highest prices of like sure. the regular stuff in the in the boxes. Yeah. I like these places because you could kind of negotiate. This is kind of like a swap meet feel. Flea market, sure. So um, I might be inclined to buy more books because I, I can give them a stack and then I can try to like negotiate. It's hard to negotiate if I just want to get, get one book. Yeah, yeah. They're getting like a bundle deal yeah. out of it, sure. So I did buy a book that was... I didn't expect to spend that much on one book, but I bought, um, I believe it's New Avengers 11. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, that's the first issue, first appearance of Ronan. Oh, wow. Which we all know is Hawkeye, right? Actually, in that, it's not even Hawkeye. It's Wow. <laughs> it's, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the label was, I think, 25. Oh, wow. Really? Right. And I'm like, immediately no. Im- immediately no. <laughs> You're not no. like, take my money. No. <laughs> You're not that one? You're not no. the fry meme? No. <laughs> I'm like, Michael's like, no. <laughs> but I want it, right? <laughs> but but I want it. Yeah. And I know like it's already kind of hard to find. And if I do find it, it's probably going to be that price, right? Because, um, because Endgame came out. Oh, you're saying it's not going to get cheaper, probably. Yeah, it's not going to get cheaper. Um, I think I, we're so far enough distance from that movie where it's not like a it's saturated not, price. Right, yeah. But it, it's going to stay a certain price, right? It's true, it's true. Because other books in that run, it's like 6 or $8. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. But, you know, there's standouts in that run that are going to be marked up for good reason. Key, key issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... I really wish I got it before that movie because <laughs> I was starting that run already. Do you remember how much it was? Like It was probably like, uh, maybe it was like a little bit more like 12. Okay. I could believe that. Yeah. Because I'm, it was a first appearance. There are some appearances in movies or whatever that will jump up way more than that. Like Yeah. Yeah. It gets the hundreds or whatever. Right. And like nobody covered up this a week ago or something like that. Exactly. Know? Yeah. That's when you get really pissed. <laughs> So um, at first I was like, I'm not going to get this. I don't want to spend that much. But walking around, there wasn't many comics I like felt like I should get. And I went back and I was like, okay, how many other books does he have that I don't have in that run? And there's like four maybe that are like ranged from four to eight eight bucks, right? Gotcha. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, I can negotiate down if I give him a stack. And I, all of these I don't have, so it'll really get close to completing that run, which I love that run. Um, that's uh, 
Who did that? Is that Bendis? Bendis, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did go and I negotiated. I saved a couple bucks. So probably I spent $20 on that book. Okay, all things considered. Yeah. With a discount. Uh, I'll, in my head, I paid $20 for that book and I paid regular price for everything else. <laughs> That's what you're telling yourself. <laughs> yeah. Makes it fader. Then you got to steal. You got to steal, basically. <laughs> I got that for free and I overpaid everything else. <laughs> But now I'm maybe like I could count how many issues of that that series I don't have on like one hand. Oh yeah, you're so closing it I'm up. I'm really closing it, and I just I got it. Now it's gonna be harder to find those. Well, okay, I'm I'm uh did kind of the same thing. I'm closing up some of my runs. Yeah. So I started a new one. <laughs> It's just kind Can't of like, it's just super dumb because uh, one of my longtime favorites is Saga and I haven't been collecting the floppies of that yet. So I'm going to start. The, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Because I, I started seeing them in the dollar bins and the 50 cent bins. I was like, I guess now's the time if I'm going to, if they're getting to the dollar bin. Are they in like the high double digits, like 80 issues or something like that? I think uh, 50 to 60 were okay. in that range. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's at least $60. Yeah. I, I think it's way over that. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think what the CGC of like number one is like a thousand dollars or something like that, and like five hundred. Oh, something. that's it. Get All two right. of them. <laughs> so I'm never getting that. I'm just gonna get the reprints, probably like the the you know uh, yeah. key you know. You just gotta hit up a, a toy booth and maybe they'll have it. They don't have. <laughs> they don't know what they have. Yeah. They just have the cover. Yeah. Let's hope you one of those. Um, also, there was a bunch of like voice actors and comic book creators. There was, I felt bad because then um, I felt like one guy had more people in line for him than all the other people combined. Do you remember who it was? It was I, from a show I don't care about, The Hero School. What is it called? Hero School? Oh, it was anime. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. My Hero Academia. Okay. Okay, yeah. Academia's. <laughs> uh, who, who's the guy? I think it's All Might, I think. And yeah. he's there, what, Superman? Yeah, basically. Okay, well, he was there. And he had a long line. Like they, they had to turn the line sideways because it was reaching like the edge already. Honestly, I could believe it. That anime is kind of huge. Kind of was it like a big deal that he was there? I think uh, pretty big. Yeah, if they actually got him, is he just the dub? Is he the American version or is he the? My Jap- guess is he's just doing the American. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's a different story, I guess. If he's just the American version. Oh, that's not as cool. It's not. Yes, yeah, honestly, not as cool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was an artist that was going to go, and I really wanted to get some issues so that I can have him sign it because I liked his run on Starman. That's Tony Harris. So I was looking for some Starman comics the week prior. Uh, I really That's such a good comic. It's so weird. It's so like 90s. It is so 90s. It's so like different than other 90s though. It's not like when I say 90s comics, it's not like that. You know what, what, I mean? what do you mean by 90s? When like, I say 90s comics, you oh, think yeah, like yeah, yeah. Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, super big guys. This one was weird. It's like a skinny guy who listened to like ska. It's like when you say 90s, you're saying like the outer culture of 90s, not just comic books. Yeah. It's like MTV 90s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he put that into comics and I was like, this is so cool. Was it up your alley? Like this is kind of nostalgia? Yeah. yeah. And I, I like the story because he's like a reluctant superhero. He inherited the, the superpower and like he doesn't really want it, but he's forced to do it. Uh, we did a episode on it check that out but i'm glad i didn't go out and overpay for an issue or something because he ended up not showing up yeah you know when you go to these cons sometimes the sellers will collect like people that are going to show there like these are their comics put them in the front jim lee's gonna be at this con they're all at the front yeah and then i saw like they have that guy's comics all in the front he's like wait he's not here (laughs) (laughs) you're just trying to fool us the sell the buyers so i'm glad i didn't buy him but uh if i he does 
go to a con that I'm going to be at, I, it's like something I want. It's a next time one? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was a good comic. Did you like it? I thought it was not my style. Okay. That's right. that's just to be honest. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We'd have to like the same stuff. Uh, but super fun. I enjoyed um, SACCon. <laughs> haven't been to a comic convention of that scale in a long time. Because it's like a, a middle size, I think. That's right. Yeah. It's like, it's a hall. But yeah. It's not, it's not San Diego hall big. Yeah. It was at a Sacramento Convention Center and only like a part of that. But it's not like at a hotel lobby. A little bit bigger, right? Yeah. True, true. I've true. been to the like ones where it's like the hotel lobby. Now, honestly, those are some of the easier ones, like the best ones to dig through because it's like, it's only comic books. Yeah, but they're so crammed and some guy is wearing this... Uh, princess dress that takes up the whole aisle. Like, they don't know this is not that type of Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm under the table here trying to look at comic books. And your, <laughs> your butt is right next to my face. Uh, you're going to pay extra for that? <laughs> yeah. So, I love those cons. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I had a good time there. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, time flies when you're just digging those comics because I didn't realize, like, we've been doing it all day. I didn't do the stretching beforehand. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. My knees were killing me at the end of the day. <laughs> Man. Uh, all right. Well, that was um, Sack Con. What did you want to share? Uh, well, with this Dungeons & Dragons thing, I really enjoyed the comic we did today. It was, like, kind of surprised how much yeah. I enjoyed it. I want to do read another comic book kind of in that vein of, like, the medieval type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it kind of reminded me of something that I, a TV show I watched back in the day, and I was kind of excited that they have a comic book recently about it. I read the Gargoyles comic book. Oh, Gargoyles. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was such a fun cartoon. That's it was so, so cool. Yeah. And it's so different than others. But yeah, it was great. It's a Disney cartoon, believe it or not. Uh-huh. But it's like, it's kind of more adult than the typical cartoon really? on average. You can like maybe compare it to like a, a Batman animated series, like kind of that adult yeah, at times. Right. Uh, like, so these gargoyles, right? Like these winged beasts that turn into stone during the day mm-hmm. and at night they're released from their stone statue figure yeah. and they get to fly into sky and, and be these like, I don't know, they're from like Ireland or like Scotland, right? Back in the yeah. day. And they get moved to Manhattan in the, of course, in the cartoon. As you do. As you do, you get, they get moved there, right? Like their castle gets moved. And for some reason, they're like thousand years old now, right? So they're still, yeah. but they're still now like living in the world. It's like Ninja Turtles, like they're out of their elements. Yeah, that's so thing. good. <laughs> for some reason, it was like great writing, right? Like it was just so kind of gets intricate, gets like the the intrigue of like people mm-hmm. don't that learn about them, hate them, or like yeah, they they really put a lot of lore into it. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, it's it, the cartoon. Honestly, if you've never seen it, it's on Disney Plus now. Yeah, I was super juiced that it got on there. I haven't caught up again, but I remember we when I first watched it, I was like a kid and I forgot about it as I grew older. And then it was like in like high school, or whatever. You reminded me of it, and yeah. I think you rented them or from uh, Netflix. Yeah, I ordered them in the mail in in like DVD <laughs> form, right? Yes, that ancient technology. It's like you're a gargoyle or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you showed me this thing. I was like, yeah, I remember this. I forgot about it. It's so good. And it's one of the best. It's one of the best things. And so I was super intrigued that, oh, yeah, it's returning now at uh, Dynamite Comics. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's going to be super good. I don't like the comic book. Is it like too kitty? <laughs> well, uh, it's not too kitty, honestly. It has oh. the, st- the art style is kind of Disney fied a bit. Oh. It does look like it, it could be kind of similar to the to the show. Like it does have the same art style, but like Disney fied a bit, a bit more brighter colors. Uh-huh. And I think 
I'm in the wrong here. I, I think there's lore that I'm missing here because it's like... So there's a gap. There's a gap. I don't think we got the last season. I think that's it. We never watched the third season of the show or like rewatched it. And I think there's like some extra lore I need to catch up on. Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah. There's a part where Goliath, the main gargoyle guy, gets on this boat to go to this secret island. Yeah. And it felt like he never got off. Like Secret island? They go on this boat and they it's like they're on that boat for a decade. Like, Is it just Goliath or is it the whole crew? The, the d- detective, that female? Yeah. Eliza. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then a Bronx. The dog. The dog. Right. Um, but yeah, it's one of those like gimmicks where like, we need to change it up. So let's put them on a boat. And the boat, like they travel through like smoke, like a fog, lake or river or ocean or whatever. Okay. So when they emerge onto like some land, it could be like a completely different world. Oh, it's like a, so it was a little like gimmicky world traveling type of boat. Like it yeah. sends you to random fantasy places. Are you it could be like a, yeah, it could be a fantasy place. It could be a different realm. It's kind of cool, honestly. It's it, they kind of like quantum leaped it. Like we don't know if they're ever gonna get home now. Okay, which so was that, so weird because the other gargoyles were still in, in New York, just hanging out. Yeah. So sometimes you'll get their episode. Sometimes you get the Goliath episode. Oh, what? And it felt like to me, it felt like they're never gonna get home. And did the show just end? Do you remember that? Did I don't it? remember that because I think I might have just gave up because it's like. Uh, it's too long for them to use this um, story writing like tool to like okay we're gonna meet finally it's gonna feel like a really good conclusion yeah maybe it's something there that I'm missing but there's like yeah. a lot of elements in this car- in this comic book I should say that I don't remember like I remember I, I remember there's like robot gargoyles right like there's like Xanatos like, Xanatos he wears right <laughs> the main villain the main villain he's just like a regular mogul he's like their Lex Luthor Lex Luthor and yeah exactly like he puts on like a suit of armor to to look yeah. like a gargoyle to like simulate yep. the hero yeah there's more robots in this now there's like that are him no like, other ones oh, what? there's there's like a cyborg goliath that like is like half gargoyle half robot what there's like an android that's like shaped like a gargoyle but he's it's just like just robot all robot so there's like a robot whole team of gargoyles they're like side characters right that are okay. like in, in introduced into the fold so i think they're good guys but they are ro- robotic right they're, 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 I, <laughs> um and then there's like other characters that i didn't remember there's like a there's gargoyles that are like from japan that are added I, yeah them. i remember that so yeah that's from the cut well i remember like one episode of them i didn't think they're like regulars they're like regulars now like because there's like couples within the gargoyles now and like one of them married one of the japanese or like had had a, had a kid with one of the japanese gargoyles and is like has like a teenager gargoyle and it's like uh. there's like a whole family going on there's other couplings that like that just seem out of nowhere that are like and and like a big part of the story that I'm reading so far is like the kids like they how they have they have like they spawn they have they breed and have gargoyles and they lay uh. eggs uh, I think I knew that you knew that already I, I didn't I, know that yeah and so there's that, right? And then on top of that, did you know that the detective, the Carmen San Diego looking character, <laughs> yeah, the April Neal of it, is dating Goliath? It is. I like, mean, obviously. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but Have you seen him? It's also he's it's like, only wearing a loincloth. Is she gonna lay an egg? Like, <laughs> what's the where's the math here? <laughs> he's hard as a rock. <laughs> So, okay, that's not even the, like the weirdest part of it. There's like more. There's like. So Could you like, imagine if the daylight came right when they're in the middle of it? Like, and he turns into stone in like the the position. Oh my god! <laughs> and then does she turn to stone too? 
Uh, so there's that, right? <laughs> there's like also like mutants now. Like there's like Morlocks in this. Like there's like <laughs> there's like um, people that are like half like like we talked about Sweet Tooth earlier. Like there's like half yeah pe- animal, half people type thing. Like there's right. like a tortoise, I think. There's like um, a, a there's Xanatos experiments. Yeah, I forgot about that. So again, I think I'm in the wrong crowd. I don't remember this stuff. What do you remember about the show? The I first remember, episode? I remember, yeah, there's like they're from Scotland and they're like fighting. Do you so, remember the there's like an evil female gargoyle? Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. mentioned her in this in this too. So I remember okay. her. And her she, lore is really, really good. Because she like she hates humans, right? Yeah. Because she for a long time, well, I don't want to spoil it, but I think for a long time she thought she was the last gargoyle. She thought oh. her family, those gargoyles, got killed. Right. And there's um so she just hated humans. Uh, but at the time gargoyles are protectors of the humans. Yeah. So that's why she hates humans. She thinks the humans betrayed the gargoyles. She she blames the humans. Right. The rest of them are gone. Yes. Okay. It makes sense. I remember her character being really intricate because, I mean, she's a fellow gargoyle, so they have to like her, but she hates humans. and Right. Like, right, right, yeah. right. And there's there's more to it, too. Like, she's like, there's a spell on her, so she's like a thousand years old. Right, yeah, because she has to. She's, she was there since the back yeah. then, too. But those gargoyles, the main family, there's a spell on them that they would not turn to gargoyles. They'd be stolen for like a thousand years. And that's why they were just stuck on the castle for so long? Yeah. yeah. But she had to live the life for a thousand years. The wicked, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, they mentioned her, but uh, not not an intricate part of this story, right? Okay. The uh, the mutants part too. Like, there's like, there's one that's like half panther, half bats. That has like, yeah. a, it's like a panther with like wings of a gargoyle. How else do you make a gargoyle? And he's like, what's his name? His name is Derek. <laughs> They're humans first, so that's yeah, they name. have. Re- I guess they have regular names. So that's a big thing about like again, like how do these mutants breed too? Like that's part of the story. And it's like this, so with all these characters, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can get into this if it's like a good story and all that, but there's too many characters. Like, I can't, uh. I can't relate to anyone. There's like, we're just, it's like Suicide Squad the movie. You're like introducing characters, like the whole first issue. <laughs> you should watch the show. Catch up with the show. Yeah, I want to. It's one of those things that like return to streaming after so long, and like we could finally watch it because I yeah. think the DVD wasn't available like the later seasons. You know what's weird about that? Show? show is like season one is like six episodes season two is like 12 episodes and then season three is like 45 episodes <laughs> really yeah <laughs> why is that i don't know they just didn't stop they just kept making more episodes i okay <laughs> they're like we're too high we gotta keep going it's like we can't if we stop then it'll be season four we can't let that happen <laughs> <laughs> season four is the enemy i think disney's like you can only have three seasons they're like okay well they just don't stop <laughs> they're gonna turn back into stone we have to keep going <laughs> Uh yeah, so to be honest, not my favorite comic book, uh, but it's it's like oh, I'm it kind of riled me up. I want to watch the cartoon again. I'll catch up with that. So okay, well, let us know next week. Yeah, that might be a side story. All right, cool. Anything else you want to talk about? That's all I really want to talk about. All right, well, guys, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, and then if you really want to help out the show, just leave us a review. And the best place to do that is on Apple Podcast. It doesn't cost you anything, but it really helps the show a lot. Yeah, let us know what you guys are up to, what uh, content you're liking from us on all of our social medias, like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right, until um, next week, Daniel, you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Huzzah! <laughs>